Welcome to Becoming Boundary, the podcast that teaches you how to say yes to the space you need and the connection you crave. I'm your host, Krista Resnick. I'm a master life coach and boundary expert for women. I'm also a sought-after speaker and mother to three adultish sons. It wasn't that long ago that I was a boundary disaster. My time never felt like my own. I couldn't set a boundary and speak my truth. And my most important relationships suffered greatly. Fast forward to today and I've successfully coached thousands of women to heal from their people-pleasing patterns and step into true freedom and confidence. I created Becoming Boundary to help you do the same. Be sure to tune in for tips and tools from me, interviews with other incredible coaches and therapists and speakers, plus one-on-one live coaching calls and so much more. If you're ready to start setting healthy boundaries so you can create the space you need and the connection you crave, then you're in the right space. Hello, hello, everybody. I am so excited to dive into today's solo episode where we are going to be talking about boundaries are love. Yes, they are. Before we do that, however, I have a quick announcement. April 12th, 5 p.m. Central Standard Time, Build Better Boundaries is happening again. Oh, dear ones, if you have not been to Build Better Boundaries, I'm telling you, this workshop is so jam-packed with so many beautiful tools that get you up and running so that you can move from being a boundary disaster to a boundary master. You don't want to miss this, friends. We talk about so many beautiful things inside this workshop. What exactly is a boundary? Because if you don't really know what a boundary is, if you're not really operating with a healthy definition of what a boundary is, that's where we have to start. We also need to identify where do I need to set some boundaries? Like, how do I actually know? This part alone can be so mind-blowing for people. What are some red flags? Like, how, how do I even know when I need to set a boundary? We're going to talk about how do you call upon your inner leader when it's time to implement the boundary? Because let's be honest, Boundaries can be really challenging. We've talked about that before on the podcast. And when you're somebody who's not used to setting boundaries, when you're somebody that has ran with the codependent thinking pattern, much like I have for decade upon decade, setting a boundary is feeling like in that moment, life or death. So yeah, they can feel really scary. So how do we call upon our inner leader? How do we call upon our divine self? How do we cultivate our courage when we're setting those boundaries that are new to us, when we're pushing our edges out and doing something that 
quite frankly, terrifies many of us. How do we do that? What happens when somebody pushes back on our boundary? And it's not a matter of if they will push back on our boundary. It's when will someone push back on our boundary? Because they will. They will. And we also talk about in this workshop how to start framing up the language when you're setting a boundary. And I've got some really beautiful examples for you all to play with because what works for one person may not work for another person. So we play with lots of different examples and frameworks. And then finally, when we push our edges out and when we are healing and growing and really busting up our old codependent thinking patterns, it can be very activating to our sweet little nervous systems. I don't know about you, but when I've set boundaries in years past, when I was new to this boundary work, I felt so flooded. My cheeks would get hot and red. My heart would feel like it was going to pound out of my chest. I felt a million and one butterflies in my stomach. And so we need to learn how to release all of that energy from our system because we're in a state of dysregulation when that's happening. So we want to really complete that stress cycle and we want to really step into some self-nurturing and self-regulation. So we're going to talk about some really beautiful tools and ways that you can do that. The link for Build Better Boundaries will be in the show notes. I cannot wait to support you on your boundary journey. So we will see you on April 12th. Woohoo! I'm so excited. This is such an epic epic class. Share it with your friends. Share it with anybody who, you, you know, maybe you want to do this workshop with a partner and a friend, a buddy system, and you can hold each other accountable and flush out after the workshop, like where you're going to hold one another accountable, where you're going to support one another, where you're going to push one another. That would be super cool. You can share it with, you know, colleagues, family, friends, anybody who you think really could use the support and the tools that are offered in this two-hour workshop. And it's free. Did I mention that? So you need to be there, folks. All right. Boundaries are the kindest and most helpful form of communication that you can offer to another person. I believe that with every fiber of my being. This is because you're giving the people in your life direct instruction about your needs, your limits, rather than expecting them to be a mind reader. Now, those of us folks who tend to run the codependent, people-pleasing thinking pattern, it's very common for us to place a lot of expectations on other people without ever letting them know. We're going to talk much deeper about what exactly codependency is in later episodes, but I want you to really understand for now that codependency is a lack. 
a lack of self-love, a lack of self-regard, a lack of self-trust, a lack of self-value, a lack of self-esteem. Some folks have actually coined codependency as the self-love deficit disorder. So it's a complete and total lack of self. Expectations are a sure fire sign of codependent thinking. It can be a demon to a codependent because if I'm a good person and I do this and I do that and I show up this way and I show up that way, then I expect you to show up the same way. I expect you to show up accordingly. But what we don't realize is that we are actually putting expectations in the hands of other people who maybe haven't had a good childhood, haven't had good experiences, don't have the capacity to meet us how we want to be met, have their own traumas and wounds they're dealing with, whatever the case may be. So when we give our power away, when we are so heavily loaded with these expectations, we will always, my friends, live a life of disappointment. And this is key for you to understand. I want you to really, really let this in. When we have a lot of expectation for others, and many of those expectations are silent, we will always wind up in the energy of disappointment. People are not mind readers. And that is truth number one. Other people aren't mind readers. Truth number two, based on their own stories and capacities, they might not see things the way that we do. They might think they are truly and believe that they are truly doing the best that they can. Just because you might show up with 35 casseroles at the front door of the next door neighbor whose husband just left her doesn't mean that other people should or need to be showing up that way. So boundaries are one of the essential ways that we heal our codependent, overgiving, people-pleasing parts. Because we really want to look at, okay, why are we so easily giving, 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 giving to other people? It's great to give. I'm a big fan of being of service. You will never hear me say not to do that. Many of us, those of you listening to the podcast, you're empaths, much like myself. You're really wonderful, compassionate people. We don't want to shut that down. But where we cross the line is we're giving to get something back. And normally that's a drop in our self-love bucket. And we've got to make sure that our self love bucket is full. We've got to reconnect with our divine self, our inner leader. That's our responsibility. It's nobody else's responsibility to fill our self-love bucket. 
That's our responsibility. Yes, it's beautiful when people come into our life and we can do relationship with other people, right? When we can kind of be interdependent. It's like I can see myself and I can hold myself and I can see you and I can hold you at the same time. Lovely. That is such an extraordinary thing. But we know we've crossed the line when we are exhausted, when we're in that burnout mode, we're giving and giving and giving and giving to a detriment of ourselves, okay? So the way to really, one of the ways, one of the main essential ways to heal codependency is to start to learn how to set healthy boundaries. However, boundaries are so misunderstood in our culture. Setting boundaries is really by many, it's perceived to be an act of keeping people at arm's length, pushing people away, putting distance between you and that other person. But I believe that boundaries are so beautifully sacred. And in its most sacred form, in a boundary's most sacred form, it's simply delineating between what happens within a certain space and what does not happen within a certain space. And I've said this before, boundaries are about being honest with where you're at. Boundaries are about being honest with who you are and what your abilities, what your capabilities, what your needs are in this particular season of life. When we don't share who we are, when we don't share our feelings, our needs, our thoughts, our opinions, our hopes, our fears, our dreams, in our most essential relationships, we can actually end up enabling the other person. They need your truth. It helps them grow. Other people win, so to speak, or are impacted, if that feels better to you, by us setting our boundaries. So it's really important that we stop seeing boundaries as this act of pushing away and putting distance between us. I want you to start thinking about boundaries as being a sort of drawing in, drawing in of nourishing experiences, nourishing conversations, nourishing relationships rather than a pushing away. Setting boundaries is as much about what you're saying yes to as it is about what you're saying no to. It's so incredibly generous to reveal your boundaries, to let people know, hey, This is who I am. This is what matters to me. This is what I'm capable of. Can you meet me in this? Can you be okay with this? Can we be in relationship with one another knowing that these are my limitations, these are my capabilities, these are my needs? Boundaries are also a deep, deep vulnerability because it takes a lot of courage, a lot of bravery to ask for what we need, to let people actually see us and hold us. Great, 
great act of vulnerability. So as you can tell, I love boundaries, partly because they were hands down one of the most, if not the most, integral tool in how I healed and still heal from my codependent thinking. And partly because I work with so many clients who struggle with boundaries. So it's so important for me to have this misunderstanding of what boundaries actually are cleared up. So many people have an aversion to boundary setting because they see it again as an act of separation in opposition to love. So let's flip the script. Let's start to play with the notion that the act of setting or holding a boundary is not correlated to having an open heart or a closed heart or anything about how much somebody loves somebody else. I've set boundaries personally, and I've had other people set boundaries with me with a beautiful, big, expansive, wide open heart where the space between us is just deeply receptive and nourished. And I've had the experience of somebody not setting a boundary with me or me not setting a boundary with somebody else and being disconnected and closed in relationship to me. And often what will happen when we don't set boundaries and we start noticing, okay, I'm feeling disconnected from this person, we often will avoid. And we live in a culture, in a society where it's really easy to just walk away from people today, where it's easy to just avoid folks. So pay attention to that. Notice if that's come up in some of your relationships. Are you avoiding someone because of this feeling disconnection. And I promise you this matters because it's actually taking up so much energetic bandwidth in your system. And when you have this foul energy taking up this bandwidth in your system, you're not open to create healthy relationships. Your vision, your dreams, whatever it is you want to accomplish, because you're sitting with this stale, stagnant energy. So this really matters. Now, please hear me say boundaries are always received better if they are set with an open, compassionate heart. And especially, of course, with people who we love and want that connection and intimacy with. But whether we have an open heart or a closed heart is irrelevant to whether we're setting a boundary or not. So I want to set that side a piece for now and just talk about the connection between boundaries and love. There's a couple things that I hear from my clients when I work with them in regard to boundaries. The first thing is, well, but we love each other. So I guess I need to learn to be okay with his criticism. Well, we love each other, so I guess I need to learn to be okay with 
her sarcastic humor or her narcissistic behavior. That's number one. Number two, well, I'm just not getting what I want, so I'm out of here. And I would say that neither of those is what I would actually call setting a healthy or a loving boundary. So let's run through a list of limiting thoughts and misunderstandings when it comes to boundaries. Here's what boundaries are not, dear ones. They're not mean, aggressive, or selfish. They are not designed to keep you away from people. Boundaries are not only about saying no. Boundaries are not useless because you've not set them before. So just because you haven't set a boundary for the past 10, 15, 20 years in your marriage doesn't mean that you can't start setting them today. Boundaries are not about having arguments with other people. Boundaries are not only necessary for people who are being taken advantage of. Boundaries are not only about what happens between you and another person. All of those misunderstandings are easy to buy into if your boundaries have been ignored or invalidated in the past, especially by important people in your life, right? That's a big ouchie if someone has ignored or invalidated your boundaries. If you have experienced interpersonal trauma, boundaries can feel especially overwhelming and scary. And all of those misunderstandings that I just listed, and there's probably a lot more, those see boundaries as separation. So as long as we buy into those misunderstandings that I just listed, we're going to see boundaries as separation. Those limiting beliefs that I just listed out for you, they eliminate love as the foundation of the boundary. And the truth is that boundaries are love. They are circles of empowerment. They are empowering you to lean into who you really are, what you stand for, your values, what matters to you. They are circles of empowerment so that you can call upon your inner leader, your divine self, and move through life with clarity, a calmness, courage, creativity, compassion, and a connectedness. Boundaries empower us to come home to ourselves, to return to self-love, self-trust, and self-esteem. Many of us have never taken enough time to truly know and feel what we actually do and don't want in our lives and in our relationships. To become more intimate with our own needs and desires truly requires slowing things down. Friends, this work is slow work. It's beautiful work. It's deep work, but it is not for somebody who is extraordinarily committed in their ways of approaching life at breakneck speed. It is slow work. I remember, and this will hopefully land for many of you, there was a time in my life several years ago where I had to say no 
to everything. No was the very first thing out of my mouth for anything and everything. And looking back, I now understand that that was the way that I gave myself space. I'm not saying it was super effective, you know, especially as I was trying to navigate life with small children to just instantly have no flying out of your mouth every time they turned around. But by saying no first, here's what I was doing. I was slowing things down. I was slowing things down. I didn't really have any other tools in my tool belt at that time. Some part of me needed, I just knew that I needed to slow things down, set my boundary first, and then I could step forward and say yes. And as I did that, I was discovering more of who I was in this process. So if you're new to setting boundaries and you find that you are just instantly saying no, I want you to hear me say that's not necessarily a bad thing. That might be what you need to do for a while to create that pause button for yourself. So that can be a very good first step to just give yourself a break by saying no. Eventually in time, you may want to play with not right now, or I need to think about that and get back to you. By saying those statements, you're slowing the interactions with other people down enough to be able to lean into your divine self, your inner leader, get really honest about what you can hold in this season of your life, what your limitations and your capabilities are. It is an enormous act of love to set a boundary. Not only can I love who I know myself to be by setting the boundary, but I also discover more of who I am as I go. I know this to be true, again, Boundaries were the gateway for me to heal myself. They were probably the most important component of my healing because they were sort of tangible and I could see the results and they were a drop in my own personal self-love tank. Every time I set a boundary, no matter how uncomfortable I was, it was like I was adding a little drop to my love tank. Setting boundaries is also an act of love for the other. So not only are boundaries an act of self-love, they're an act of love for the other person. There's a few reasons why I believe this. First, it honors the other person as a whole being. If I'm willing to set a boundary with you, I actually believe that you can receive it. And I trust you enough to speak it in the first place. If I don't want to be close to somebody, I will just 
distance myself. I will avoid like we talked about a few moments ago. Setting a boundary actually requires that I step in closer. If I'm setting a boundary with someone, it means that I'm engaging in the relationship. I'm saying to that person, you matter to me and here's how you can be successful with me. It's also an act of love and generosity to not withhold parts of ourselves from them. When we fail to set boundaries, when we live boundaryless, we are not being honest. We are caught up in our codependent, overgiving, perfectionistic, people-pleasing ways. We've put the mask on. And people are not getting our true self, our authentic self, the real us, whatever you want to call it. That's not being loving. That's not being generous. When I had little kids and they were acting out, this happens with adults too, sometimes they would unravel. I'm sure many of you can relate. They would just spiral out of their minds. <laughs> they would lose their minds a little bit, right? And they would say really mean things. They would kick. They would scream. They would have their little temper tantrums. And sometimes I would say to my kids, you know what? I just love you too much to let you act like this. Because I knew that they didn't want to hurt me. I knew that they didn't want to hurt each other. I knew that they didn't want to break anything. At that moment, they were simply having really strong emotions that overcame their ability to make good decisions about how to behave. They were completely dysregulated. So setting a boundary with them at that moment was an act of love. It's setting a container, so to speak, saying, this is what happens inside this space. This is what doesn't happen inside this space. So let's talk for a moment about self-centered versus healthy boundary setting. I mentioned a few moments ago that some of the verbiage that I receive from my clients, and those can kind of be self-centered ways to set boundaries, which sounds more like I'm not getting what I want out of this relationship or I deserve better than this, so I'm out of here. And while there are elements of that that can be true, if you are not getting your needs met consistently over and over, like there is a pattern and that person is not willing to change their ways, grow, heal, we might have to take a look at that. But this can also be a little bit of a self-centered approach to boundary setting. An example of healthy ways to set boundaries sounds more like in order to blank, I would need blank. So in order to continue talking about this with you right now, I would need you to stop raising your voice at me. In order to continue talking about this, with you right now, I would need you to stop stomping around the house. 
And I really love this format. And again, there's many more formats and frameworks that we play with inside the Build Better Boundaries workshop. Make sure you register for that. I love this format because I'm a big fan of radical self-responsibility because it's not placing the blame on somebody else. It's not saying, you rotten jerk, you did this, you did that, because it's so disempowering to ourselves. We've just put ourselves, when we claim statements like that, we've just put ourselves in the victim seat. This format is not only taking self-responsibility by asking for what you need, it's also saying, you know what? Even if I'm the only person in the entire world who needs this, this is what I need. It's taking ownership. Again, it's not saying you're a bad person. If you really loved me, you would already know this. You would do this for me. None of that. It eliminates all of that toxic conversation that just is so ineffective. It's a radical act of love for the other person because it doesn't assume that this other person is behaving in this way on purpose to aggravate you. And those are some of your own wounds and triggers coming up if you are behaving in that way. And that's a gorgeous, gorgeous opportunity for you to look at some of what comes up in this boundary setting work. Because it's coming up because you're ready to heal it. So many of us assume if the other person isn't doing the thing we want or need, and they must not want to, they aren't willing to, or they just won't. But again, back to the beginning of the podcast, especially as somebody who has the codependent thinking pattern, we didn't ask. We just expected. We assumed that that other person was a mind reader, and they're not. They're not. So it's important in relation to giving the other person all the information that they need so that they can make their own choices. And again, it's vulnerable because it's acknowledging that we do actually have needs. And in today's culture, we don't want to acknowledge that we have needs. We sort of want to move through life with this, I'm strong, I can do this, I don't need any help. We really do need things at times from other people. We were hardwired for connection. The key, again, is to decipher for yourself when you've crossed the line and when you are giving, 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 giving to a detriment to yourself and giving, 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 giving as a way for you to fill up your self-love tank. So you've got to be willing to examine some of that. So many humans in today's world have this desire to be self-reliant. We just, we're so afraid of needing anything from other people. And I don't think that the self-help industry has done us any favors in that area either. That's a little bit of a peeve of mine. 
we sort of have bought into this new age belief that we quote unquote should be able to be okay with any behavior from other people and just, you know what, I just need to rise above it. I just need to be the bigger person or the better person here. That's not true, folks. <laughs> we do need other people and we do have limits. Let's be honest about that. The other thing that I really love about the format that I shared with you just a couple of moments ago is it takes the judgment out of whether or not that person wants it, anybody else wants it. It just honors that I want this. This is true for me. This is my truth. Whether anybody else agrees with me, doesn't matter. This is what is true for me. This is what I want. Boundaries are sacred beautiful, deep work. They are vast. They are nuanced. They are beautifully complex. And they really connect us in a way that is deep and true and authentic and honest. And I'm hoping that you, by listening to this podcast, are starting to see that too. Friends, I'm thankful that I get to be on this boundary journey with you. Thank you for tuning in today, and we will see you at the Build Better Boundaries Workshop. If you like this episode or you're a fan of the Becoming Boundaried show, the best way you can show your support is to share it on your social media outlets and with your family and friends. And if you're feeling really generous, we would love for you to hop on over to iTunes and give us a review. Thank you for listening and thank you for being a part of this community. Have an amazing week and as always, stay true to you.